Hi everyone. I've been wanting to make another cooking podcast episode for a while now. It's been like a week or maybe two weeks. I, I'm not entirely sure. I was trying to figure out what to talk about because a lot of the stuff that I love, I, I, I went on and on about, uh, you know, in, in generalities. That's when I realized I could probably clarify some of these generalities. And so the big one that I should clarify is low and slow. Now, obviously, low and slow does not mean room temperature for three years. <laughs> uh, the time frame in which, you know, the time frame which is defined by the word slow is until the food is done to a point that you like it. Literally. Has to be thoroughly cooked. One, so make sure that the meat is heated to 165 or 175 degrees. You know what? Just be safe, better safe than sorry, to uh, heating it up to 190 degrees. It's probably the best way to go because some thermometers might be off by about five degrees. Two, if you haven't cooked low and slow before, always make sure you have a thermometer. Uh, my dad is is in his 70s he's been cooking for years he cooks low and slow turkey and he uses a thermometer he always has he i think he has uh, he uses the dis he uses a regular metal one and one of those disposable ones that goes pop up when it's done and maybe you know you should do that too uh you know you don't don't rely on just one instrument when you're dealing with safety and not being sent to the hospital right uh, of course certain times you don't really need to use thermometers you know um, dad doesn't use thermometers all the time but you know when we're cooking a big thick turkey or a huge piece of meat yeah use a thermometer you know uh, not everything is created equal not all turkeys are created equal use two just to be careful so how low should you get well as i described before i'm basically referencing uh you know crock pots uh, stove tops but let's talk about grills and onions uh, onions <laughs> grills and ovens uh sorry about that that's that's kind of funny onions grills and cook your meat inside an onion oh, i'm joking uh so grills and ovens well, low for a grill means that you don't have flames that rise more than an inch off the coals. Uh, you burn, you know, you burn the coals down to uh, like half gray or full, full gray briquettes. And uh, there are all sorts of coal starters out there. You know, professionals use coal starters. And I don't mean like chemical coal starters. What I mean is they have these like little funnels and... You start cooking, you know, you put the coals on the funnels, you let the funnels cook for a little bit, heat up, and then you dump the coals into the, uh, into the grill. Uh, one thing that I'm always advocating, if you're serious about grilling, buy a nice grill that has a thermometer on it. Uh, grill thermometers exist, and they are very nice. They function, <laughs> you know. Even the Romans 
had thermometers in forms of, of determining how hot a fire was in their giant ovens. You know, I mean, the Romans, we're talking about centuries ago, they had to regulate their heat when operating a lot of oven complexes. Of course, if you only have a small little, small little oven, small little wood fire oven, obviously you wouldn't need to, uh, you know, do too much uh, to make sure that it's functioning properly. But, I mean, even the Romans like to be more or less precise. Of course, they would often describe the length of the flame with uh, fuel. Um, use pellet grills, too. Pellet grills are absolutely fantastic. They have the bells and whistles, and they're, at, they're pretty spot on with how much temperature you get from each little pellet, right? And of course you have the oven. The oven has its own thermostat and temperature control system. So let's say that you're cooking with something that does not say low, medium, and high. An oven or, or uh, you know, a grill with a thermometer. Highly suggest 25, or 25 to 50 degrees hotter than your target temperature. Uh, some people will go 100 degrees hot, hotter, you know, at least get it started. 100 degrees hotter than 175, you're hitting for 250, 280, 290, something like that. You cook the food up until the temperature, and then you could drop the heat down a little bit. You know, like drop the heat down to even like 200. Uh, that keeps the heat going. It's still very hot. 200 degrees is still very hot but it's not so hot that it will overcook the food. Always remember to aim for, you know, when you're doing low and slow, to aim for hitting that bacteria killing temperature first. It usually takes about an, half an hour to an hour, uh, depending on what you're cooking. Uh, sometimes it might take a little bit longer than that. Like, I mean, if you've got frozen turkey or, or you know, something cold and you're heating it up or something big and thick, you're heating it up like a heavy duty roast, might take a little bit longer. Once you hit that temperature, you can lower the temperature of the oven a bit to keep it hot, not warm, hot, and then cook it until it's to a, uh, you know, a situation, you know, a type of of consistency that you want it, that you will eat it. You know, some people love, you know, when mom and I cook ribs, you, you know, we use the crock pot now, uh, or we use the uh, turkey, uh, turkey cooker, actually, the turkey cooker, sometimes we put it in the oven. We, just, we cook the ribs until literally it's fall off the bone. We just pull the bone up and the meat falls right off. So tasty, so tender. You know, I, I, I love that. Some people though, like you see these barbecue cooking championships, they want some tug on that meat. So they don't want to cook it till it falls off. Other people want it cooked hot enough to kill the bacteria, and then they want bloody meat. So you will cook it to a point where you can pull it off the rib and you keep it really thick and, and, and pink um, on the inside. Uh, coals. Highly, again, highly suggest a temperature gauge, but 
well, and the reason why is unless you're using a lot of coals or you have a small air surface area of heat, some coals cook a little bit uh, cooler than others. Some cook, you know, hotter than others. Sometimes it's difficult to make sure that the heat is even in that in that place. I mean, you know, when when you're really cooking something over the hot coals or the fire licked lick section licking section of the thing, you know, you move the coals and super hot on one end, and then no coals on the other, so it's it's warmer. Uh, you you gotta be familiar with dealing with coals if you're not using temperatures uh, gauges, you know. If you're not using thermometers, um, I mean, you you need to practice. And you know, really, I, I mean, I use. It took me a while to learn how to barbecue. I thought I was really good when I was little. I realized, oh no, I wasn't. Well, I mean, I liked my burgers to be cooked all the way through, well done. And I actually kind of enjoyed the hockey puck uh, style, not hard, but. Um, you know, kind of like charcoal infused on the top. I like the taste of them. Um, but I, I wasn't really mindful. It took me a while. Of course, I was, you know, eight, nine, ten, and I got better as I practiced. Well, that's all I can say with you. If you have never cooked charcoal before, just start doing it. Start playing it out. Uh, and I do highly suggest cooking vegetables on grills, you know, in, in on skewers and and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it, it's fun. They're tasty. They're wonderful. They're delicious. So, here's the other point about low and slow. A lot of people like their food done fast, or they think that they need to sear it really high heat and then, and to lock the flavors in. But that's not how food works. I think I mentioned before, searing does not lock flavors in. Searing will caramelize and or crisp up the outside which is very tasty. And that's not locking the flavors in, that's just like kind of almost burning what you're cooking because you like the crunch and you like the taste. So you're more or less adding flavor, you know, or you're caramelizing, uh, which is a much different. Juices escape. If you, you know, a lot of people mistakenly think that that type of action keeps the juices in. It's not true. The drier the meat, the more the juices will escape as steam or just drip into the coals. Lower uh, temperatures, the juices have more difficulty escaping into the coals. And, and I really don't trust anybody, any cook that says it keeps the juices in. Just don't trust them. Just don't. They've proven it with science. Now, how do I know this? How do I know they've proven it with science? Because I think it was a, was it in Popular Mechanics? I can't remember. Some scientists who love to grill, scientists are people too, right? Some scientists who love to grill decided, you know what, I'm tired of this. So he did the searing method, he did the low and slow method, and he did like the regular high heat method without searing. And, uh, you know, with and without searing, both of them. And he found out, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that when you sear at high heat to basically burn the meat, that's what you're doing, you're burning the meat. That meat 
had a lower density of water and moisture than the meat that they just cooked normally. Now, there are some benefits to searing. As I said before, you're kind of almost burning the meat, but sometimes that tastes really good. You know, like a little crunchy, like fried chicken. You're, kind, you're, you're burning the meat in the oil. You know, have you ever had fried chicken and chicken and the moisture tends to leave it, you know, as opposed to regular baked chicken or rotisserie chicken? They're a lot more juicy, they're a lot juicier than fried chicken. It's not saying that fried chicken doesn't have juicy taste to it, right? But there's a lot more moisture left in a rotisserie than there is in fried chicken, which makes the rotisserie a lot easier to heat up or reheat afterwards. Fried chicken, that's like, once you, once you fry it up, I mean, that moisture is going to go away, so you better eat it. So, the point of searing, you're, you're basically like frying it up, or you're, or you're crisping up the outside, and man, that tastes good, right? I love crisp up, like chicken skin, right? I, I love it. I love, um, you know, burgers that have kind of like a crispy coating on them. You know, they're, they're not quite burned. They're almost, but they've got like a crispiness. They have flavors of the flame and, and you know, stuff, which is probably not good for me at all. And I still love it. I, in addition, if you're frying or searing something in a frying pan, you can create grease out of that. And from that grease, you can go ahead and keep in mind, that grease is coming from the drippings of the meat that you're frying up on high heat so it's more proof that when you sear something the moisture does not stay in the meat it drips out so when you sear it on a frying pan you can then use that for a delicious gravy i mean i love gravy so um just keep that in mind right uh another example of why lower temperatures are typically better. I mean, you know, I say low temperatures, but I mean, it still has to be hot enough to fry stuff and cook it, right? Uh, on the stove, I will only ever cook bacon and eggs, sunny side up eggs, or even scrambled eggs, low, medium heat. So right in between low and medium, maybe a little bit closer to the medium. I will not go higher than that. My, it, there are members of my family that insist on having high, high heat on the stove to cook up the bacon, or they stick it, they decide, we're going to heat it up first and then put the bacon on and then turn it down. No! It burns the fucking bacon. So then you have almost raw bacon next to almost, or maybe even completely raw bacon, next to burnt bacon, right? And then the bacon is going to stick to the damn, uh, to the damn, uh, frying pan hi I'm not sure where I cut it so I may be repeating something here so with eggs you know I just mentioned bacon with eggs if you cook them on medium to medium high heat uh, the moment you drop the egg onto the skillet uh, the membrane of the egg is going to separate from the other membrane membranes of the eggs and it'll create a harder thick film that is relatively difficult to bite through and I just like kind of chewy don't 
If you've ever had a egg at a professional restaurant, they actually have it a little bit lower than medium heat. And just don't do that to the egg. Just don't. Because it just doesn't taste as good. Uh, you know, and you know, unless you're really going for hard boiled, in which case, why are you even, I don't know, boil the, and just boil the egg instead. Uh, the skillet boiled eggs, that's interesting. I've seen people do that. That's, a, that's an interesting way of cooking eggs. Um, I, I never have done it before, although I've considered it. I'm not sure how that would be accomplished, uh, at least from my perspective, having never done it before. But obviously people do it. That's probably the only way to high cook an egg without uh, really screwing up the insides. But what do I know? Anyway, so that's basically low and slow, you know. And don't forget, another reason why I don't like giving exact temperatures, where you are in terms of altitude determines how hot things need to be. Some things don't matter that much, and uh, some things do. So please make sure that if you're doing something fancy, I mean, when you're grilling, it doesn't really matter, now, does it? Uh, when you're cooking stuff that I tell you to cook, you know, stuff that I recommend, uh, usually doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, uh, go ahead and re review your altitude and, and cooking times based off of altitude for that detailed information. It, it's usually fascinating. Well, it's fascinating for me because I love cooking. But, uh, you know, depending on how much you're getting into cooking, it might be a fun experience to, to look up some of the specifics and familiarize yourself with the science of food, you know. And everybody has their own little tricks. Every stove, every oven has its own little, uh, little uh, stuff to it. So, uh, you know, little quirks. So, start cooking, have fun, and uh, take care. Bye.